the Broncos Avenue Podcast. So excited to bring you guys today's episode. I'm going to be covering Denver's preseason game against the Minnesota Vikings final week three before they answer the season. But first, we got to look at who the team is going to bring back for the uh, final 53-man roster and who they are going to let go within the next few days. They have to cut down from 80 players to 53 in just a matter of 48 hours. Um, it's going to be a bit of a rise. So many players that are well-deserving of a spot on this team and you know other teams. But at the end of the day, you can only have so many players on in each position group. So excited to bring you guys today's episode. Let you guys know my analysis and opinions on who we should bring back, who did enough, who didn't do enough, who disappointed in the preseason in camp. And without further ado, let's jump into it. I just want to talk about some, you know, bright spots and not so bright spots in that game against the Minnesota Vikings. Um, I want to start off with that running group, the running back group. You know, I thought Mike Boone easily solidified his spot in the uh, as the third string running back on this team behind Javante Williams and Melvin Gordon. Um, it was a little um, concerning to me why they kept him in there just a little, uh, you know, for I think it was about three drives. After he was playing so well, you know he's obviously going to make this team. Um, I think it would be it would have been more efficient to you know after that first drive, you know, all right, go ahead. He's he's got he's warmed up. Go ahead and bring Divine Azigbo in and Jaquan Hardy. Um, and speaking of Divine Azigbo, uh, he had a pretty he had a pretty solid solid game yesterday. You know, yesterday the running back t- uh, group as a whole in the Denver Broncos averaged five yards a carry. Really uh, encouraging to see that. You know, obviously you have to take into factor. You know that Minnesota run, uh, Minnesota Vikings run defense isn't the best. Um, definitely was a downgrade from uh, what we faced against the Buffalo defense um, a week ago. Um, but you know, looking at that group as a whole, I'm very, I'm feeling very confident. Um, I th- obviously, Jaquan Hardy or Divine Azigbo was going to make that uh, practice squad. Um, but between them, I'm going to have to guess that uh, we're going to keep Jaquan Hardy. Um, I just feel like after they only gave him four carries last night, they kind of were feeling solid with him. He had a few good runs last night. He averaged five yards a carry. Um, and Divine Zigbo ended up getting the ball for the rest of the game, uh, majority of the second half. He had 13 carries. He had 13 carries for 59 yards, uh, just under five yards a carry. So, you know, like what we see from there, him there, we just picked him off waivers from the Saints. A little encouraging um, in that room, especially last night. Um, and going off from that, we have uh, the defensive side of the ball, Kanai Maga. Um, apologize if I said his name incorrectly, the undrafted uh, linebacker out of USC. He played really well last night. He made some really great tackles. Um, he only had one play where he gave up a first down reception on the sideline in the red zone. But other than that, I thought he looked really solid. It's going to be interesting there. We have the the veteran Alex Singleton, who's expected to contribute on special teams. But Kanai Maga, he had a really good offseason uh, with this uh, Denver Broncos team just his uh, first season in the uh, NFL. So... Um, definitely going to be a position there to watch who's going to be waived in the linebacker room. Um, Justin Sternad as well. I'm not sure um, if he did enough to be if to make this team. He's a former fifth round pick just a few seasons ago. So um, yeah, the linebacker room is definitely interesting, especially with uh, Jonas Griffith. Uh, he's hopeful to return week one with that dislocated elbow. I'm I'm curious to see what this team does if they want to go grab a veteran. Or if they just want to stick with uh, Alex, Alex Singleton and/or Kanai Maga. Um, so going off that, we also have Delarn Turner Yell, who I thought looked really, really, really fantastic in uh, last night's win. 
Um, he had a sack on fourth down on Kellen Mond in, uh, as they were approaching to tie up the game at 2020, but they ended up, uh, Delon Turniel ended up, ended up flying in for that sack. It was really encouraging to see. He looks like just a younger, quicker version of Kareem Jackson. You just got to get the fundamental fundamentals down. Um, obviously learn more in the game with that, you know, well-knowledgeable safety room. I'm really excited to see what he's going to do. Um, to me, he definitely made that 53-man roster, um, especially after last night's performance. He even had um, some really good run stops. He had a tackle for loss. I just love I love all around what I'm seeing from DeLar and Turner Yale. He may even push J.R. Reed off this team. Um, and then we have... Going off that, we had um, – let's go ahead and look at some negative sides from the game. Um, I just want to talk about um, – also, we uh, McTelvin Ajim, obviously a lot of people uh, know, Ajim had a really good game, went out for loss, a sack, two pass deflections, two forced fumbles, really good game, uh, forgot him there. He had a monster game. Obviously, honestly, you can make the – you can make the argument that after light, before last night's game, he probably wouldn't have made the roster. But that last night performance, def, I, in my opinion, put him over that bubble and onto the 53-man roster in that interior defensive lineman room. So um, now as we transition to the negative sides of that uh, Vikings win, um, there's just a few things I want to talk about. Uh, Fayon Hicks, I thought, you know, as a rookie, we can't be too hard on it, but Fayon Hicks... Um, he looked decent at the beginning of camp. Um, he had some encouraging signs there, but I just thought he was, he, you know, he's got to get the fundamentals down. He's being targeted by, um, those quarter, those quarterbacks. It's being obvious that, you know, the opposing teams are inserting it in their uh, play calls to target and bully pick on, uh, Fayon Hicks and coverage, um, any, any chance that they can get. He just looks like a liability if I'm being completely honest. Um, he was a good pick. I think he's a, a practice squad um, spot at most for this team, uh, that former seventh-round pick out of Wisconsin. I just didn't see enough out of him. Um, I think we're going to, in result of that and you know the disappointment of him, I think we're going to end up going uh, pursuing a veteran quarterback. It also leads into where um, DeMar Mathis had a tremendous camp, You know, one of the most surprising um, just all-around ballers of camp on that defense. Um, last night he didn't have the best game though. Um, he did have a few good, uh, you know, coverage plays, but, um, on top of that, I just thought he, he looked like a liability at times. And, you know, that's just another thing. He's got to get the, the fundamentals down. The timing is another thing with him that he's got to get down. Um, I just feel like, you know, with the youth in that cornerback room right now, we definitely have to go and find, um, a veteran quarterback ASAP before that Tuesday deadline comes where we have to narrow down to uh, 53 players. So we're going to go ahead. Um, I think the, the punt, the punt competition as well with Sam Martin and Corliss Waitman. This is, this is what I was talking about on last week's episode. I just feel like, you know, there hasn't been enough, uh, you know, separation in that, uh, competition. It just looks way too slim of a competition for Sam Martin. Who's getting paid that much. Um, and you know, I keep talking about this. He's just not doing enough to show that he's worth that salary and show that he's significantly better than Waitman because he's not. And that's, you know, we've seen that product on the field last night against the Vikings. They both had uh, a few punts and both had punts that were down inside the 20. Waitman just looked a little bit better. Um, I don't know. That, that situation is going to be really interesting. It could really could go either way. Um, I'm thinking the Broncos are going to side with uh, Martin 
in the end. We'll see how it goes. I wouldn't be surprised if they um, sided with Waitman, though. Um, so aside from, you know, the um, DeMar Mathis, Fayon Hicks, uh, the, I, thought, I thought the offensive line, second-team offensive line, improved uh, miles from that Buffalo game. But then again, you know, they're going against the Vikings backups. You know, that match with, um, you know, them, their backups as well, as opposed to their, them going against that uh, monster first-string Buffalo defensive line. So um, it's definitely something to take in consideration. But aside from that, you know, we got um, we also had looks at our, you know, our final uh, position battles. Um one unfortunate thing, though, uh, with that, you know, that kind of last wire receiver spot that Jalen Virgil and Brandon Johnson are fighting for. Brand, Brandon Johnson literally left on the first or second play of the game with a um, high sprinkle, a uh, high sprain uh, ankle. So, you know, that's unfortunate to see. That's someone who a lot of uh, people of the Denver media and even the fans are predicting to make the final uh, roster. Um, who knows? Maybe he still makes it above Jalen Virgil. Um, that's definitely something, um, I was kind of looking forward to seeing last night. He was going to have a better game. Uh, Seth Williams, in my opinion, four receptions, 68 yards last night. He solid, he's, um, he solidified himself on the roster after that performance. Him and McTelvin in a game really, after that game, they gave themselves a spot on the roster. That was, you know, clutch on their part to stay, to, uh, be on this team. They really showed out. Uh, Tyree Cleveland's been out multiple weeks with a throat injury. Um, it's expected that he's out for like four weeks, you know, um, and he's coming up on like, I think, I believe like the second or third week that he's been out. I just, to me, I, I don't know. The, the coaching staff speaks highly of his abilities on special teams, but to me, I really don't see a spot for him on this roster, or at least I don't think he deserves one. Um, just cause other players have showed, you know, more production and capability and potential than he has. Um, I think they can have uh, just as, as much of an effect on special teams, if not more. Um, so, yeah, I don't like Tyree Cleveland making the 53-man roster. So, kind of quick, moving aside from that Vikings game, I'm just going to kind of go through the uh, 53. I'm going to kind of go through the, uh, the the roster that we have as of now and look at the players who I think we should keep and shouldn't keep. Obviously, um, I'm not going to count, you know, 53 players um, and, you know, to have my final prediction, but I'm just going to kind of go through here and say who I believe uh, de- um, deserves to make the roster and who doesn't. So McTelvin Aguim, he does deserve to make the roster. At Calvin Anderson, he's our swing tackle. Obviously, he's going to make the roster. Um, Blasson Austin, I think he should be a cut. Quinn Bailey should be a cut. Asang Bassey should be a cut. Andrew Beck obviously fits that new outside zone scheme. We have to keep him at that fullback tight end hybrid position. Jacob Bulbin Moyer, this is another one. I know a lot of you guys saw that horrific play. Um, Sam Martin, who we were just talking about, he downed that punt inside the 20. And they didn't count on the stat sheet because our long snapper, Jacob Bulbin Moyer, um, just caught, he downed the ball, but at the same time ran with it into the end zone, and the refs counted as a touchback as they should. It was one of the worst plays and most not idiotic, but just like I don't it, boneheaded plays I've ever seen. You know, as a Broncos fan, I don't know what the hell he was doing. To be quite uh, honest with you guys, I think after that you gotta like, and I've always been um, against having like long snappers on your roster personally. I think, um, you know, having one of your third string offensive linemen, 
you know, snap the ball. We could have Luke Wattenberg be our long snapper temporarily. I mean, I really don't see the point in carrying long snappers. I know there's more of a um, uh, detailed, um, you know, argument to that that people have um, about carrying long snappers in your roster. I just don't agree with that. I think Jacob Boba Moyer should be a cut after that. Um, Garrett Bowles obviously makes it. Nick Benito obviously makes it. He had a nice uh, two-sack sequence to end the game there against the Vikings last night. Mike Vuna, obviously, we need three running backs on the roster. Baron Browning is a beast this preseason. Obviously, deserves that spot. He can be a nice rotational edge. Bradley Chubb, yes. Tyree Cleveland, no. Jonathan Cooper, yes. You had half a sack last night. Um, he's going to be a good rotational edge for us. Um, he fills in good after, you know, in in case of a potential injury in that line, uh, outside linebacker room, knock on wood. Lloyd Cushenberry, he basically won the starting job, uh, starting center job. Ronald Darby, um, obviously we, we keep him there. He's a second, uh, he's a starter there along with uh, Passer Tan. Greg Dulcich we keep, even though he had uh, he was battling through injuries. Obviously, why would we keep Eric Tomlinson above him? Um, Cameron Fleming, we got to keep him. We need a uh, backup tackle. Jeremiah Gemmel, who we just signed uh, at the inside linebacker position, number 51. You got to wave him. He didn't do enough in the week that we had him. Um, it's a tough business. Graham Glasgow, this is someone who I've seen people argue about um, if we should keep, you know, this amount of uh, offensive linemen on our roster or this amount. Um, and, you know, Graham Glasgow is kind of that just guy on the edge right now. It's him and Luke Wattenberg that are people are, you know, arguing about if we should keep or not. Um, I personally um, don't. I'm not a huge fan of Luke Wattenberg. He did have a good preseason, but to me, you got to keep Graham Glasgow despite the contract. He's just too valuable at filling in at, at any um, offensive lineman, uh, interior offensive line spot. He could be really solid there if Lloyd Cushenberry goes down or Quinn Miners goes down or even Dalton Reisner. Melvin Gordon, obviously, you keep. Randy Gregory, obviously, you keep. Jonas Griffith, obviously, you keep. Um, Sebastian Gutierrez, tackle, you got to wave him. KJ Hamler, keep. Jaquan Hardy, practice squad. Jonathan Harris, he's a, he's a practice squad, likely. Matt Henningsen, um, he's, a, he's, an, he's, a, he's a good argument for the 53-man. Um, he's, I honestly, I, I honestly, I'm not too opposed if he makes a 53-man, um, but he's going to at least make the practice squad for us, obviously. Fayon Hicks. Um, he's a practice squatter cut for sure. Kendall Hinton, 53-man. Kareem Jackson obviously makes it. Jerry Judy obviously makes it. Josie Jewell obviously makes it. Brandon Johnson. Um, so here are, here are my wide receivers. You guys can um, you know, argue about this or let me know what you guys think about this. But here's my wide receiver list where I think I should make who, uh, who I think should make it. I got Cortland Sun making it, Jerry Judy making it, Kendall Hinton making it, K.J. Hamler making it, Seth Williams making it. Montreal Washington making it and Jalen Virgil making it. I think Brandon Johnson, um, because of that injury, unfortunately, um, wasn't enough. And you know, look, Jalen Virgil is less of a fit in that Tim Patrick role. You know, with Tim Patrick tearing his ACL, uh, he's a less of a fit than Brandon Johnson in that spot. So that there's an argument to make there that because of the Tim Patrick injury, Brandon Johnson deserves to make it more, just because we need a, a more of a big body wide receiver on the outside. Um, Brandon Johnson's even quick too, and he had some really good preseason games. He had a great camp too. Uh, to be honest, I love both Jalen Virgil and Brandon Johnson, but I just Jalen Virgil was too good for us to uh, cut. 
Um, obviously, one of them is going to be on the practice squad. It is a little risky, though, because, you know, teams can go ahead and snag those players off your, uh, your practice squad. So, to me, Jalen Virgil's is too good to not make the 53-man roster. He did enough. I like the guy a lot. He shows a lot of speed. Um, I like him making the 53-man roster as our last wide receiver. Um, so, moving down the list, Josh Johnson obviously makes uh, – oh, actually. Okay, so this is where I want to talk to um, you guys – and, you know, kind of uh, – I want to know you guys' opinions about this too as well. What do you guys think about, you know, the court, the backup quarterback competition between Josh Johnson and Brett Rippon? Obviously, the first two games against Dallas and Buffalo, Josh Johnson got the start, you know, veteran um, – the veteran leverage. He did a little bit better in camp. He earned it, obviously. Um, and then here comes game three, final preseason game. Uh, Brett Rippon actually starts. And so we kind of – we're kind of seeing how Brett Rippon does with the uh, the second team as opposed to how Josh Johnson was doing the second team previous weeks. And I just felt like Brett Rippon, you know, commanded the offense overall much better in those last two preseason games than Josh Johnson did. So um, it's up to, you know, it's kind of up to the front office if they want to carry two um, or three quarterbacks on the 53-man roster and then just um, elevate one for uh, game days. But um, I don't know. I think um, if we're talking about who just won the the backup quarterback competition overall camp, you know, that joint practice, preseason games, it's super, super close and super, super debatable. But I, my answer has got to be Brett Rippon. He just did too much. To, uh, he did a lot better. Not a lot better. Um, he just did, you know, he... I feel like in that Minnesota game, the big thing that stood out between that competition was Brett Rippon got out the ball faster. And the thing that I liked about him just overall through the whole offseason was if he was doing something wrong, he fixed it. In that opening week against the um, Dallas Cowboys, Brett Rippon's issue in that second half was getting – he was just wasn't getting the ball out on time. He was just getting too much into his head. He wasn't uh, – you were just overthinking every throw when he was rolling out on the, um, those – those play action throws, he was just kind of second guessing himself. In that, uh, those last two games, especially against Minnesota, he was getting the ball out super fast. You know, maybe that's an effect. Uh, that's a result of play calling by Nathaniel Hackett. But I just thought, you know, they both had their fair chances, and I thought Brett Rippon controlled the offense more well. And we just, um, I think we, I think even statistically, we put up more points with Brett Rippon. So, yeah, I like Brett Rippon as a backup quarterback. Um, but it really could go either way. It doesn't bother me if they if they name Josh Johnson the backup. It wouldn't uh, shock me either, just because of the veteran presence, um, and you know his uh, experience, especially in multiple leagues, just stepping into that uh, backup quarterback role. It wouldn't surprise me at all to see that happen, um, especially since they brought him in on that one year deal. So moving down the list, um, we have uh, Zach Johnson, who I believe. Um, he went out with the ink, uh, with a, I believe it was a shoulder injury yesterday in the Vikings um, preseason finale. Um, you guys can make your argument about him. I think he should be cut. DJ Jones obviously makes it. Draymond Jones obviously makes it. Jonathan Kongbo, he's probably a practice squad at most. Donnie Lewis cut. PJ Locke makes it. Um, Sam, okay, so Sam Martin. Um, if I if I'm going off of if I want him to or if. If I'm going off if I want him to, I say he makes it. Um, if I'm going off my guess, I, it really could go 50-50, but I'm going to say he does make it. P.J. Locke makes it, obviously. Um, 
We have Demar Mathis. He makes it. Kanai Maga, man, that's going to be an inter- interesting one. Um, he was even someone referred to as a dark horse candidate. As um, you know, they talk about those dark horse undrafted free agents to make the uh, f- final roster. He was even talked about that before camp at like OTAs to make the final roster. And we just saw him saw him shine last night. So he's been kind of one of those quiet guys on the defense. I honestly think um, he de- he's a practice squad at most. Um, BMAC obviously makes it. Uh, Jaquan Mc- uh, Milan, uh, rookie cornerback. Number 35, I think he ends up being cut. Quinn Miners obviously makes it. Natani Muti, someone who people have debated, you know, he's been going through injuries. He's just, he's just constantly going through injuries. Um, I believe he's even injured at the moment. Um, I think he's someone who makes the, uh, the final roster. Michael Nice cut. Michael O.J. Mudia, I believe he ends up being cut. Um I don't know. It, it really could go either way. I believe he deserves to be cut, but I think the Broncos might go with him on the final roster just because of depth and uh, depth reasons and, you know, need of a veteran. Albert Okuebenam, obviously he makes it. Divine Zigbo, he will be cut. Dylan Parham, the tight end, obviously will be cut. Aaron Patrick. Aaron Patrick, I think he might actually make the roster. They're They're carrying a lot of edges, you know, in my prediction so far, but... I think he makes it. He'll definitely be a practice squad at least. He's just too good of a player. And even if he makes the, um, the reason I'm leaning more towards him being on the, the final roster, he's shining. He's shining camp. And then I just feel like the Broncos fear another team picking him up. He's he's too good of a backup edge. Um, Mike Purcell. This is a this is another interesting one. Uh, Mike Purcell, who I who I like a lot. He's really good in that uh, run game. He I just feel like. He's coming to that point where he's getting on the older side. Um, his contract as well could persuade the Broncos to uh, end up parting ways with him. That's going to be an interesting one. Um, I'm not really sure what the Broncos are going to do with him. I think they just might end up keeping him. J.R. Reed, he had a really good game against the Vikings. Um, had a f- uh, few good, really good uh, tackles um, and a PBU as well. So, um I don't know. I th- I feel like they end up uh, parting ways with him just because of uh, Delon Turner yell. He probably be a practice squad. Um, Malik Reed. I'm honestly not a fan of Malik Reed at all. At all, he's another one of those guys like uh, Ty- Terry Cleveland who just disappointed me. Um, I think Malik Reed ends up just staying on the roster just because he's a valuable rotational edge, and you know the 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 front office knows he led the he led the team in sacks. Um, just a few seasons ago, um, so or just last year. So um, yeah, I feel like the team ends up keeping him. Dalton Reisner, obviously, we keep Brett Rippin. Um, I believe he will be the backup. Um, Eric Saubert, we end we're we're gonna keep him at that uh, third at that um, second tight end spot. Darius Sheffer, we're gonna wave. Uh, Justin Simmons, we keep obviously. Alex Singleton, I believe we're gonna keep special team reasons. Um, Caden Stearns we keep, Justin Cernad, that's an interesting one. I could see the team going either way. I think they're going to end up uh, keeping him, though, just because of the, the lack of uh, depth at linebacker at the moment. Um, Pastor Tan, obviously, we keep. Sutton, we keep. Eric Thomason, we wave. Billy Turner, he's going to be our starting right tackle. Um, DeLaurent Turner Yell, he did enough to make the 53 man. Uh, Yuma Wazarike, he's going to make the 53 man. Um, Jalen Virgil, I believe he makes the 53-man. Corliss Waitman, uh, as I said before, I believe he's going to be waived. 
Uh, Montreal Washington, he did well enough to make the 53-man. Luke Wattenberg, that could go either way, just depending on how many offensive linemen George Payton wants to keep. Um, I don't know. That I feel like he's going to end up being a practice squad. Deshaun Williams definitely made the 53-man. What an offseason from him. Love him. We had an interview with him on this podcast. If you haven't seen that, make sure to go check it out on Apple and Spotify podcasts. Um, Javante Williams, my favorite player in the world. He's going to make 53-man. Quan Williams obviously makes 53-man. Seth Williams, he did enough in that uh, preseason finale. He made the 53-man. And then Russell Wilson. um, I don't know. Did he do enough? Yeah, I think he did enough. He did enough to make 53-man. And uh, so we have the reserve injured list. Christopher Allen um, obviously had that season-ending injury. Um, he's uh, the Broncos. Um, it was already announced by Mike Kliss to uh, make the that he was um, the Broncos thought too highly of him after that injury to waive him as uh, to designate him as as uh, injured reserve. So and uh, waive him. So uh, they're going to end up keeping him. So that one we already know he's going to stay with us. Demaria Crockett. Um, I think he's gone. Uh, I think the team's keeping him around. I'm not sure, but he. I'm pretty sure he's going to be gone. And then Tom Compton is on the PUP list. He's going to stay on the team. So with that being said, those are my uh, 53-man roster proje- uh, predictions. Um, I didn't actually count to make sure that that was 53. Probably wasn't, but um, if I'm being yeah, if I'm being completely honest, that was my list. Uh, I just feel like some players really disappointed. And then others just kind of, you know, snuck up, made a good surprise to make that final roster. Um, if you guys have any disagreements on that, just let me know. Um, hit me up on Instagram at Broncos Avenue or my Twitter at Broncos Ave. Um, if you guys enjoy listening to this podcast, make sure to listen um, to all the other episodes. Uh, leave a rating as well. Show love. I always appreciate all the support. Um Anybody who shares a podcast or just tunes in, listens for even five minutes, I really appreciate that. If you guys listen to the very end of the episode, um, go ahead and li- go ahead and DM my Instagram at Broncos Avenue and just say Broncos Country, let's ride. If you guys say that, um, I will give you a special surprise. And so, for everybody that stayed to the end, listen. I appreciate you guys so much. Make sure you guys go ahead and do that. Show support, leave a rating. Until the next time, peace.